0: The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. You are listening to Truth Time with Pastor Monty.
1: Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I do
0: have
2: a
1: very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. You want answers? You can't handle the truth!
0: The problem is having the right worldview and acting upon it,
1: the worldview that gives men and women the truth of what is.
0: Welcome to Truth Time with Pastor Monty, a show about God's truth in today's society from a multi-generational pastoral perspective. The Truth Time with Pastor Monty broadcast is a part of Aletheia Bible Fellowship's Project Vigilance, a web portal that provides internet Christians out there with helpful content and insights. We're produced by ABF's Vigilance Radio Network. If you're interested in this ministry or our other shows, you can check us out at abfpdx.org, where you can access more resources, donate, and learn more about us. At the top of the show today, let's remember to help us spread this content by liking, sharing, and subscribing to this episode. And if you haven't yet, go ahead and join our Facebook group where you can stay up to date on this and all our programming. You can find it at vrn.abf on Facebook. Now that all that's said, I'm Pastor Josh, your engineer and senior pastor over at ABF, and this is Pastor Monty.
2: Thank you, brethren, that you increase more and more, and that you study, be quiet,
0: Are, are you trying to bait me into
2: <laughs>
0: Sure. I don't think that that's what this passage means, though. Well, this passage isn't right, but it's in re- it's the that statement is indifference to people who don't work hard for the body, right? So it's it's basically saying that there's a bunch of people who aren't giving to the body in the correct way, and they're being busybodies with their time. And this is saying, you know, put your nose to the grind. Right. So, so I don't don't think the application is mind your own business. I think the application is focus on what you're supposed to be focusing on. Because when you you put the application on it as if it's mind your own business, then what happens is people take this to mean that they shouldn't be doing things that we're commanded to in scripture, like for instance, uh, sharing the burdens of each other. Well, I've I've heard people react this way. Not only have I heard people react this way, uh, yeah. I not only well, you haven't you haven't heard any. Well, see if you were minding your own business, then that would include that would include the business of the entire church body, right? So, like, it, it, so let's that, and that's what I mean. Let's be clear about it. I've heard people say that, you know, like, in terms of church discipline, for instance, that I've, I've heard people use this passage to say that uh, church discipline goes against what scripture, like, that we shouldn't have church discipline. I don't disagree with you, or it belies a personal bias. Right. So this, I just want to be clear, the, this passage doesn't apply to when somebody is sinning or when you have a responsibility to uh, show people grace by being mentors, holding people accountable, being vulnerable. Um, uh, yeah, like any of those things. When, when, when we're talking about mind your own business, what it means is each person has been given a task to complete And instead of not doing your task, but paying attention to other people's tasks, you need to do your task.
1: Sure. Sure. Yes. Right. In order to be aware of what your business is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right.
0: Well I think
2: to exhibit And that's an admonition from of God. himself said that how
1: shall we be known? We known by our Right. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Yeah de yeah, def- yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. Mhm.
2: they 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 uh they one another, they uh they they
1: uh like said, later that they even were killing Right. Right,
0: well, no, because they weren't allowed to read the passages, sure well in a in a lot of those cases in church history, they didn't even have the full breadth of the scripture. It's not like they had Bibles like we have, you know they had they had bits and fragments of different different books um.
1: Uh, right, right. Yeah,
0: in regard, well, just in regard to First Thessalonians, I, you know, we talk about everybody having an important task. Um, and I think that that statement in verse 11, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we instructed you before, is, um, I think that that in itself is, a, is sort of the outworking of that important task. You know, it's like basically saying, be productive. It, it, go, it goes back to the, um, the social mandate, like be fruitful and multiply. And like the beginning mandate, I th- I think that that um, I think that that statement of living a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, uh, is sort of the apex of the human existence. That we that we do what needs to be done for for hours. Um, not hours, like for long periods of time. I mean, hours, like O-U-R-S, you know, like for hours, like we take care of our, of the things that we've been assigned to do. And you'll notice that that passage, uh, God gives everybody a specific version of that to do, but you'll notice that that passage doesn't include, you know, be a pastor or be a a deacon or get a white picket fence and, you know, 2.3 kids or whatever, you know, the passage is, it's a simple passage. It's a simple concept of what it looks like to live a godly life somebody who's quiet somebody who you know can't be spoken against um because they're just kind of humble and and doing their own thing um yeah
1: Right. sure.
0: Yeah, I think that when social media first became a thing, I mean, it sort of, you had the BBSs, um, where you, um, you know, you connect your your phone and you'd have these like parties essentially where people could just chat room it up. And then eventually it graduated to forums and then we had MySpace and then eventually Facebook. And now we have like micro social media, like weird things like, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and yeah. So, but um, yeah, I think the church, I know that our church at ABF, we had a really hard time with that because people just act differently when they're behind a screen. You know, they, they will say things that they normally wouldn't say to your face. And there's a lot of power behind the pen. I know that's a weird thing to say, considering that we don't use pens for, for social media, but, um, you know, there's a lot of power behind words, uh, and there's a lot of power behind hiding behind that screen. So I think, um, yeah, I think where we see some of the worst, like the absolute worst um, interactions between Christians is, is behind the screen. You know, I I think that where we're called to in this day and age specifically, I mean, most of the people that this was written to were illiterate. You know, they had, everything was by, um, you, you had a couple people that could read in a congregation and they would share that information, you know, and you had one, you had one sacred text that maybe the town owned and, you know so it was it was it wasn't like everybody could comment back and and it and even some of the books were written specifically by having them be um you know stated to people who would write it down for them so but that's right right and we take for granted the fact that you know for the most part at least in american culture everybody can read and write to some degree Um, and now we have emoticons and things like that, emojis that, you know, people can use even if they can't, (laughs) even if they can't write. Right. So I, I think that there is a responsibility for Christians to use their language in social media responsibly. I don't think that getting, I think that, um, getting up in people's faces and, um, sort of blasting them, putting them on blast on social media, um, sort of um, mindlessly commenting on people's uh, posts and things like that. You know, when you just disagree with somebody and you just throw a comment out there, I think that I think that certainly we have the freedom to do so with these platforms, but I think it's probably one of the worst aggressions against this passage and and several other passages in Scripture.
1: Yeah, Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, everything was centered around food. You know, whether it was the hunting of food, the growing of food, the gathering of food, the making of food, the cleaning of food. And, you know, it, it took the whole day for them to be able to do those things. Now we have people who don't even know where
1: food comes from. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's, it's foreign to them. And, you know, the thing is going back to scripture in Genesis, part of the curse was that the ground wasn't going to give up. Um, it wasn't going to supply us with, you know, with our food anymore. We had to work hard for it. And I think that our push in culture toward convenience, uh, rather than appreciating a day's work, you know, um, is is rebellious in a lot of ways, toward God and toward the responsibility that we have for the crime that we committed in Adam. So,
1: yeah. Sure. Right.
0: Well, even refrigerators Yeah, even refrigerators are a recent commodity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, was
2: the modern in the that now we're going in the U.S. we're
1: back into the 20s Sure. So, that was people Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure.
0: cleanliness yeah even having a drink of water yeah incidentally i uh i did i i have washed clothes by hand out the first time that I was travelling through europe i um i <laughs> i was in Rome And I didn't, you know, I only packed so many sets of clothes. And so Michelle and I, we went to the store and we got some (laughs) laundry detergent and I washed my clothes in the bathtub in, in Europe because I, you know, I couldn't, I barely was able to find my hotel on my own. See, that was before we had maps on our phones and we had smartphones like iPhones and stuff like that. We didn't have things like that. So, you know, you didn't have the internet no matter where you went so well I think the point I I think the point that the point that you made that um you know it's it's that you're making that it's really different really brings up a good point about specifically where this passage comes from. And we're talking about, we're talking about people who are um, extremely entitled and extremely lazy because these people wouldn't have naturally existed in that society unless they were really not doing what they were supposed to, because you would not be able to live, you know, if you Right. So we're talking about we're talking about a certain breed of people and I think you know, you go I think we have an entire breed of people now.
1: <laughs>
0: you know.
2: Life,
0: but, uh, like- but you know, I find that I find that that's mostly because of parents right and if because the parents they they have sought out um so your your generation and then my generation most of the kids are like basically my kids in terms of you know i'm i'm 40 uh this year and you know you're like what pu- pushing 70 what do you mean wow you're in your 60s Okay. Oh, my bad. My bad. Okay. So anyway, you're pushing 70, and I'm pushing 40. And, uh, you know, so most of the kids, you know, even the kids of kids, wow, now that's crazy to think because people are having babies, you know, in their 20s. Holy goodness. Uh, Okay. So I guess I'm a lot older than I thought. Uh, (laughs) But, um, you know, the, the different generations have pursued really for a long time, a sense of convenience, you know, and that's what they're pursuing is they're pursuing a sense of convenience. So now you go to this, the snowflake generation, you know, and it's, they, I find that they come to the table and it blows their mind, like what we're talking about, about food or the idea that you can make bread yourself, you know, you can, you can, you can clean up a mess. You can clean up a mess yourself or sew things by yourself. You know, like you can make your own clothes. It like blows their mind. And I find that when you take the time to inundate them with these, with these analog discoveries, you know, non-digital things, but things they can tactilely touch and like physically productively do with their hands, I find that it really opens up a piece of their soul. You know, like they're meant to respond to, to the idea of working hard. Yeah, where'd you go? You disappeared on me. Yeah, you disappeared. No, I lost video. You disappeared on me. I'll get you back though. But I can still hear you. Yeah, I can still hear you. yeah 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 people respond in a positive way but i feel like um people are so afraid of giving those opportunities to their to their kids you know sure well yeah i agree with you okay There's a funny episode. Oh, there you are. Okay. There's a, are you still there? Okay, cool. There's a funny episode of a show about an Asian American family called Fresh Off the Boat. And okay. So in, in Fresh Off the Boat, they realize that, like, I think Eddie finds out that the um drying rack has a plug or something like that, or, or or here's what it is that there's buttons on the drying rack that the mother had had covered up with like tape or something, so they couldn't see that it wasn't a drying rack, it was actually a dishwasher <laughs> and so they so the kids like you know go into revolt because they realized that they could have been washing dishes this whole- this. You know, this whole time, because uh, I think one of the kids goes over to a neighbor's house and sees them use the drying rack as a dishwasher, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> anyway, that rem- that reminds me of how I grew up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's
2: funny.
0: yeah. it was. It was eight. It was eight because it was eight because you decided that when Monty became nine, he would have to wash dishes, and it would be unfair if I didn't have to wash dishes too. So, because Monty was nine, I had to wash dishes at eight. So, really, Monty got a free pass for a year.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what the Apostle Paul is encouraging
2: the best known is first of all, we need God to understand our place in the body and be loving uh to one another in the body of Christ. But we also need to be productive in the body of Christ. And that means that we need to understand uh who we are.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe some point. Yeah, you can just read scripture
1: too. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Yeah, and I would I would also say I can't remember the exact address for the scripture, but um, in the scripture there's a verse that basically says we should never tire of seeking new ways to to do right by each other, and and I think that that I can't remember the exact verse, so if anybody remembers, you know, feel free to help me out. Um, but I think that that sort of exemplifies what we're talking about when we're talking about uh living the way that you're supposed to live and you know having a good quiet life and keeping your head down and not being a busybody um doing like l- loving each other is an innovative experience when you love somebody you're always thinking of the best way to do right by them and that's not the same thing as being a busybody you know like when you when you when you have kids or you have a significant other and you're thinking about you know how can you make their life better? Um, and what that does is when you put work behind that experience, when you put work behind that mentality of trying to make other people's lives better, according to how God defines that, um, then you, um, then, hold on, I'm just getting a bunch of messages. Uh, then, wow. Okay. let me think. I'm trying to get it back. Um, When you put your work into that, then you are doing the godly work. Like that, that is the godly work. Sure. Not that we're (laughs) advent. Right. Well, again, if it makes it so that your life can, uh, if it makes it so you can attenuate that task of doing right by each other better, then yeah, it's great. If what you're using it for is to not do work, then that's not great. So it depends on what you're using it for. Uh, Tiffany posted Galatians 6.9. It says, So let's not get tired of doing what's good at just the right time. We'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I don't know if that's the exact verse I'm looking for, but that one and uh, Titus 2.7 uh, that Lucy Brown posted, those are all sort of along that lines. So the scripture is ripe with verses that say, you know, find new ways to love each other, find new ways to implement um, doing good works for each other. And I think that's especially prescient at this particular time, where our lives have been upended during the pandemic, you know, our lives have been upended, and we can't just do things the way that, you know, they were, you know, we have to find new and innovative ways to love each other. And I worry that a lot of people, instead of finding new and innovative ways, are um, uh, just taking the time to have an extended snow day.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. right to get married mm the the yeah it is yeah
0: it's it's intense Right. So what they did was they moved up their wedding and they got their license from
1: uh the city. And then they have a friend who is able to officiate the work for them. Right. so they stood down on the ground on the sidewalk. Yeah.
0: Why the fourth floor? Oh, <laughs> I see, okay. Right. Right, there was somebody uh, uh, sharing like a bottle of wine in Portland. Like that was a whole, like it made news. They were like dropping a wine down between neighbors or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That's kind of sweet, I guess. Did he at least like do their faces and stuff? Right. Did he at least do their faces? Oh, it doesn't look like they have any faces or anything. He should... Well, you know, like faces of his guests or something, you know, like I would, I would like get my guests to like send in their face and then you could like put them on the thing um so i've been told yeah okay i the
1: yeah Gift, right? Right. right. So they bought like the mint chocolate bunnies? They had like
0: a like, 100 plus mint chocolate bunnies? Right. So they set up a wedding ceremony with the mint chocolate bunnies? What? Yeah, and they did a, a video of the mint chocolate bunnies Okay. <laughs> that's a little ridiculous. Yes. In New Orleans, uh huh. Father and son were trying to contribute to society. So they,
2: they, uh, they devised a what they thought would be they thought it would be a great idea. They thought it would be a great idea. They devised a
1: deal that, um, would help people keep their cultural distance. Okay.
0: Like a hula hoop or something you wear. Interesting. And then they took that to the park and they experimented with wearing this ring. Was it made of cardboard? Interesting. I see one where somebody was wearing cardboard to enforce social distancing. Yeah. Oh, totally a trampoline, yeah. That makes sense. I I had to I had to build a trampoline this week an indoor tramp, like not like a big one, but just, uh, you know, a small, like a personal trampoline for like exercise. Let me tell you, let me tell you. Wow. Let me tell you that is hard work getting that tension going.
1: Anyway, right. Right. But
2: there was a a mother and a mother that put
1: out their Okay.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: That's
0: funny. I think, I, honestly, I think that's I think that's uh, not only cute, I think it's great. I think that, you know, a lot of a lot of kids could benefit from this time period, um, specifically in terms of learning basic homesteading skills, because they've pretty much removed uh, home ec as like a required thing. And a lot of people don't, and I say this from experience, like from, you know, sort of life counseling people, a lot of people don't know how to do simple tasks around the house, and do simple things. There's a lot to be learned from the mentorship process. So I know it's a joke, but I actually really like that concept.
1: Sure. Right.
0: It's all. It's all. It's all problem solving, and it just really bugs me when you come across a young person who has no ability to adapt to a situation. You know, it's like oh, I want this to happen. Cool. What are you doing about that? I don't know. It just happens. Whenever I want it, it just happens. When I want dinner, it happens. It appears on my plate. If there's a mess, it just happens to clean itself up. If I need to buy this, it just happens to show up. We just go to the store and they give it to us. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like it's ridiculous. yep yep so yep well person like pastor Adam wants nothing to do with <laughs> He wants nothing to do with it. There's like an internal discussion right now uh, amongst us about what culture insanity is in regard to how it addresses culture. Is it just pop culture or is it like the whole of culture? Because it feels like there's not really, we're always having to deal with the coronavirus, you know, and its effect on things. So. Right. Yep.
2: it's
0: Right.
1: Right.
2: Well,
0: I'd say that 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 attempt is long accomplished. I mean, that was, that was back in the 1980s. Yeah, but we're, we're way beyond that. Now we're at, you know, defining, uh, human, you know, what, what's human? Like, let's not even talk about husband and wife and then, uh, who they have sex with, but now it's, you know, do they even have a sex? Do they even have a gender? So I I just think we're way beyond that, that. Yeah, many years.
1: Right.
2: Right.
1: right. Sure. Right, right. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who don't understand that, yeah. Is
2: the one that,
0: that society. Yeah, it's the foundation for society. It's not, it doesn't come from society. Okay, that's not that's not how that
1: works. Sure.
2: it's a program.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Sure. Sure. Well,
1: we have thing on regard to Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not hard to jump to the to the conclusion that man created marriage once man decides that man created God. You know, if it's if it is, um, if the two are intimately connected to each other, you know, then it's not it's not hard for man to make that inference that he created marriage also. But I think you know that wouldn't have been an issue if the church hadn't given it up, um, and the church gave up their you know, gave up their right to the sacredness of marriage, or to, I'm sorry, gave up their, uh, gave up ground on the holiness of marriage when it decided that the that the state could dictate all sorts of different things, including you know, a marriage license. the The church should the church should never have done that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's and that's the reason why, you know, mankind thinks they can claim these things because the churches let them. Right. Reflect it.
1: Right. Right.
2: about position but for the hardness of your
1: it was allowed Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah Right, right Yeah Yeah. as a
0: sing as a single, unit. Yes, it's a single unit. Yeah. Yeah, and how we function morally, I think that a lot of that has to do with people not really understanding where that comes from. Again, it's Trinitarian, right? A lot of people don't understand that God, the the term God is a reference to the triunity of God and not uh, a name. So, it's, it's a role. Uh, well, not a role. How would you say it? It is a description of the essence of God. Um, and so a lot of people mistake, um, and colloquially it's acceptable, the idea that um, they'll mistake God as being the same thing as the person within the Trinity of God the Father. What they don't understand is when you're talking about God, you're talking about Jesus and God the Father and God the Spirit all together. All three of them are God. And in the same way, when we're talking about the marriage relationship, the marriage is a unit it's a person it's one thing um whereas you have persons within the within the person of the marriage that are distinct and different from each other but they're equally the marriage right And we got to be, and we, we have, we have to be careful because we're not talking about partialism, you know, where like the two things make up the, um, God, the son and God, the father, God, the Holy spirit are not 33.3% of God. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, right. That's not what's being said. The, you know, ma, (laughs) right. Right. Yeah, well God incorporates husband and wife together. You know, it's it's God who it's God who justifies, glorifies, sustains that relationship. The men and the man and woman are not able to do that without God. Well, it's, it's lost. It's lost the attack it's lost the the battle it's just it's it's assumed sure as victors though i want to be clear they're making that inference as victors not as attackers anymore right Yeah, yeah. First, we, first, we have to do that, you know, by claiming God for who He is too. But yeah, that's I'm. I don't really believe in state sanctioned marriage, so that's my whole thing. Sure, yeah, I don't have a problem with this. Let me, let me. Let me make, let me make clear. I don't have a problem with the state saying that they recognize the fact that I'm married. I have a problem with the state saying that because they have approved of my marriage, like have approved of the, of the union that I want to have, therefore I am married. I'm not married because the state says I'm married. I'm married because I made a covenant between my wife and God and myself. And I don't care if the state recognizes it or not.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: Right. aspects trust of to
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, they don't. Well, yeah. I don't know if I would call it hiding per se. I mean, they definitely hide, but there's a certain um, entitlement to your own personhood that is uh, exe- like seems to be exempt from the concept of the covenant relationship, you know? Like when couples keep separate bank accounts because uh, that person has to be able to live their life too. Yeah. And for the record, sure. Yeah. Especially cause it's ingrained in us not to, um, for the record uh, about the, the bank accounts. I don't have a problem. Like if Michelle wanted to have a separate bank account, I don't care. I have a problem with people doing that for that reason that I stated, but I don't have a problem with having, you know, your own individual things or stuff. You know, it's if you do it in spite of the relationship, that's when I have issues.
1: Right, 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 so we
2: could talk about,
0: uh, right, definitely. All right. Yeah, let's close out the show. The Truth Time with Pastor Monty podcast is a resource of Lathea Bible Fellowship of Portland, Oregon, and it's a webcast on the Vigilance Radio Network, a resource developed by ABS Project Vigilance, a web portal that provides helpful and interesting online resources for the church, local and at large. Uh, if you want to be a part of the VRN and what we're doing here, you can join the Vigilance Radio Network's Facebook page to get access to all of our shows, including Culture Insanity. Um, uh, this This show, Truth Time, our weekly sermons, Um, we have uh, a couple new shows popping up here. Um, some kids' shows. You can even check out a show called uh, Life at ABF where you can see what it's like to be a part of this particular community. If you've enjoyed Truth Time, consider supporting us. Our network and shows are free to you, but they're not free to us. Head over to abfpdx.org and click that Donate tab. Even a dollar a month could be put to good use for the gospel. And if you're poor like us, that's cool too. You can still partner with us by remembering to like, subscribe, and share our podcast, which you can always find on ABF's YouTube page, Instagram, Facebook, VRN Facebook, Facebook group, all of those places. Take a second to visit the group page so you can stay up to date whenever we share new content each week. And remember that content is shared on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. We will see you tomorrow night on the VRN. Actually, we'll see you tomorrow uh, morning on the VRN for a new show called The Bible with Pastor Adam. It's a kid's show. And we'll see you tomorrow night with Life at ABF. Where you can learn a little more about how things work here. And then on Thursday night, we have a show uh, called uh, The Nightlight, where you can ask questions and we'll talk about mental health and what that's like. But for Truth Time, we'll see you on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. See you then. I'm Pastor Josh, your engineer and senior pastor over at ABF, and this has been Pastor Monty. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific
1: views of the Leithea Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network.